0: Somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Hell yes, thank you very much, Mr. Rob Roop and once again doing the whole podcast thing for another weekend. Mike hanging out with you. My wife, the co-host, Jenny. Hello. Hi. And a quick shout out to our little daughter, Hazy. She turned three earlier this week. Happy third birthday to her again. I mean, we, we celebrated in the midst of... Uh, the great snowstorm of 2022 did okay. She she seemed to have a pretty good day. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I mean, if and by the way, she uh, she's she's kind of a weird kid, and I mean this affectionately because she's very quiet, and she can jump off couches. She doesn't like most meats or vegetables, but she loves spicy foods, and she's like the perfect buddy to watch a movie with Hazel Joe. She is. And um, I, she and I, the other night, like last weekend before her birthday, because I think Lana was over at Grandma's. You were in bed.
1: My it, mind does not go back that far. No,
0: my mind barely does. But uh, I remember it very well because I was like, okay, honey, because like when Lana's there, she goes, we gotta watch Frozen, we gotta watch Tangled, we gotta watch all this stuff on Disney Plus, right? And Hazel, she was there. She goes, that one, Daddy, and she pointed to the Cars logo. So we watched Cars ate Doritos and uh, had a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she was actually trying to hide the Doritos from me. She was she, she does this thing where like she's like, want a bite, want a bite. I don't know where she gets it from, but as soon as you try to take the chip she goes eh, and she pulls it away.
1: That's her own because I don't tease the kids like that.
0: Yeah. I don't offer food up. So I, I know that's not for me. <laughs> I don't I'm wondering if she got that from your mom, grandma. Probably. Probably. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Also, Lana's calling people stupid, and Mom calls people stupid on The Price Is Right.
0: She calls people stupid in general. She does. <laughs> so again, uh, happy birthday to a little Hazy, and uh, looking forward to celebrating many, many, many more. Two two twenty
1: two.
0: Two two twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now uh, this, I was kind of uh, scared a little bit last night because you were in bed. Uh, that is very scary. Sunday evening. It would, uh, last night was Saturday. I get a text from Rob Haywood. He goes, Hey, you got a minute to talk?
1: You didn't tell me this.
0: No, no. But uh it, it, it's it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because, uh, like it, as I, we talked about last week in the podcast, I had a pledge brother, Wes Van Brewing, who's a fighter fighter down in Indianapolis. Uh, he got some minor injuries fighting a house fire, but still some scary stuff. I'm just like, oh my god! Hopefully, nothing bad happened. Mm-hmm. So I call, uh, call up Rob, and again, this is kind of weird because Rob Haywood himself—he's uh, kind of like me. He doesn't like talking on the phone. <laughs> I'm more of a texter than anything. I mean, I'll talk to you because you're my wife. Anybody else, is just kind of like, oh, okay, great. Um, so I call him up. He puts—I'm on his car phone with him and his son Jaron. How old is he now? Uh, Jaron's, uh, I think, 16. I remember when the dude was 8. I remember when he was a much younger man than 16. Um, but his son wanted to go to a concert, right? And he wanted to get some inside info from him. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, it might be up in your neck of the woods, up around Fort Wayne, at a place you know as Dirty P. You know. No. Pierre's. Oh. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm like, yeah, that that place does not have a good reputation and uh, from previous ownership and of course they anyway, starts laughing because uh well before I I came up to Fort Wayne back when I was in Kokomo uh Stane, who was the uh, guy that originally owned Pierre's it was a, a premier rock venue in the Midwest and you know many acts would come through and it, it was well known. Then Stan died. His children took over and uh, didn't know they ass asking their elbows. And ran it to the ground. And it's had like three or four different ownerships over the course of several years. But before I came up here, there were a couple stabbings and a couple of shootings. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And so I, I had to tell, tell uh, Jaron this. I was like, yeah, look, that, that was uh, like a while ago. Um, it's, it's not quite what it used to be. Uh, I remember we had uh, the, the Christmas show at the Old Place at Pierre's with uh, Rival Sons as the uh, the headliner. And Rival Sons is a great band to see live. But we had trouble getting people to go to the show because Pierre's had that reputation. And uh, it, it, it recently, last year, got new ownership, or a year or two ago. And I've only been in it once, and this was like a few months before the Ides of March, as you know and um basically I, I really didn't have much else to go on and, and i was telling this to Jaron, i'm like yeah so who are you gonna go with to the show because there's a rap show and he goes by myself and me and rob i could hear him laughing in the background going just laughing about this like I'm no like,
1: you're not i'm like dude what the hell <laughs> Like, was can of, he even drive he can drive
0: but but the thing is is like i go doesn't
1: and- he live down near indy
0: uh, Jaron lives uh, across state in Lafayette. Mm, he, so. he, he does spend time because his mom lives in Lafayette. Haywood lives around Indy. So, like, there's a little bit of back and forth. Mm. But, like, I go going to a concert by yourself, you know, he's a teenager. That's a risky proposition, I would think.
1: I would say no. In
0: another town. And I, I'm like, I was like, dude, you have to have somebody, at least one person with you to have your six if you're going to go to a show, just in case you get into trouble. I mean, going. I, I've only gone to one concert by myself as an adult. It was a few years ago. It was at uh, Ruoff, which uh, down Noblesville, which has a better reputation uh, than than uh, the former Dirty Peas, and that would be uh, Beck and Cage the Elephant. You, you went
1: by yourself.
0: Yeah, I asked you if you wanted to go, and you said you weren't really interested. And Wouldn't I went. You go with Mike. No, I went with him to the Foo Fighters show. And... It was a good show, but like here I am, my 40, uh, 39, 40 year old dorky self sitting there by myself watching a music show, and, and like that's the only time in my life I've gone to a concert by myself. I've gone to as a, as an adult, I've gone to several movies by myself, but movies you can go, you can go to a theater by yourself. Going to a concert by yourself is a little weird. I know Haywood was talking about how he went to a Bush show, a concert by himself, but like, like he's seen Bush fifty seven times, so <laughs> naturally he's going to see one of those shows by himself. But like, going to a concert is a very sociable experience, mm-hmm. even for an introvert. You want to bring somebody with you just to be like, man, that was used awesome. To get roofied, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just, I just said, hey, look, man, uh, if you're going to go to this show, it's a rap concert. I've not, I don't think I've ever been to a rap show. Um, and I may be one of three people from the east side of Indy to never go to a rap concert. Well, I take that back. When I was in the Just Say No for Drugs Club back in uh, third or fourth grade, we went to a Pacers game. And after that, we got to see Kidden play. Who? Kidden. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, but,
1: remember, I am, what is it? Yeah. Ten years, you're a uh,
0: Eight and a half, eight and a half. No, well, stop you're, that. Well,
1: you're 42. I'm 42. And I'm 33.
0: Thirty-three, but that's eight and a half. That's not ten. No,
1: actually, it's nine, but it rounds up to ten.
0: No, okay, but it rounds down to eight and a half. No, it doesn't. So, don't
1: round down. But yeah,
0: my my advice to any kid: if you're going to go to a concert, if it's even in your hometown, you go with a pal.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just in case, you don't know.
1: Remember when there was some place in Kokomo that was charging like what fifteen dollars cover or something?
0: (laughs) Oh God, Kokomo. Kokomo's a weird place because there's a lot of, like, I I, rem- I knew a, a dude that kept trying to make a music venue down there for, like, the bands that couldn't get up to Fort Wayne or Indy, but...
1: Was it called, like, Gator or something?
0: Uh, Well, there was Gators, yeah. Gators, it, it became something else. Mm-hmm. Like Star Club or uh, Backstage, Backstage or Bar.
1: Backstabbing.
0: Backstabbing, yeah, because there was a stabbing, unfortunately, where somebody got killed at that place, but God... Yeah, some music venues, I'm not saying that the current ownership of Pierre's is shady. It's just that it still has a lot to overcome because people have that recent memory. It's not like the heyday of uh, Stan and all that. But, yeah, if you're going to a show, always go with a pal or two. Good idea. Good idea. If you uh,
1: go by yourself, you're going to have a bad time. You
0: could have a bad time, yeah. And, And, hey, you know what? if you uh, offer to pay for their ticket uh, you've got yourself a designated driver mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. that's you, you avoid trouble all the same now there was a uh, a bit of a controversy uh, i don't know if it's much of a controversy it kind of is because um uh, last weekend uh, it leaked saturday afternoon that tom brady was going to retire after 22 years in the nfl right and you know uh, his management the coaching staff the buccaneers his dad uh, even said, no, that's false, that's false, that's false and then Tuesday rolls around and Tom makes it official that after 22 seasons and being seemingly immortal, that yes, to- that he was going to hang it up, be done with professional football. You know, and he's he's had a pretty decent run. He's, I think he's like, what, 44? Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he doesn't look 44. I mean, but he, then again, he, he has a really insane... You d- look 44. D- I look like I'm 64 some mornings I wake up, man. I feel like a Somebody smashed me over the head with a hammer. You look
1: like a frog that put on a sweatpants.
0: Yeah, basically. Thank you. (laughs) Um, He has no butt. I have no butt. But um, (laughs) Tom Brady, uh, uh, people are wondering, well, why why did he um, refute it? And then, oh, by the way, I am retired. And here's the thing. This was uh, leaked to uh, Adam Schefter from ESPN. And if you're a sports reporter, uh, you have no regard for for anybody else's timetable. And basically what was going on that weekend were the conference championships, the AFC and the NFC. This was determining who was going to the Super Bowl. And I think Tom Brady understood that, hey, I want to wait for these teams to have their moment. To You know, hey, you're, you're going on to the big game here in a couple weeks. And then when that kind of settles down, make the announcement. But I think with anything, with that, with some reporters – You know, Adam Schefter jumped the gun, had a leak, and oh, I got to tell everybody. I mean, yeah, it's a big story, but it's not like, hey, stop the presses, stop the world from rotating. Nothing else should be done. What would
1: happen if that happened? If the world stopped uh, revolving around its axis? What? We'd all fly off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Think about that, Adam Schefter. You stupid bastard.
1: The core of the earth has stopped spinning. <laughs> exactly.
0: On <laughs> the core, yes. I like how we took an NFL retirement story and uh, referenced uh, a, a cheesy sci-fi movie. It's it great. so great. Oh, good God. What yeah. a segue. What a segue. But, I, yeah, I, th- I think Tom just, you know, he understood that, okay, this weekend's not about him. He's going to wait, and that's why he waited until. Well,
1: he does have a love and respect for the actual game.
0: Right, right.
1: But you still don't like him.
0: Uh, no, no. <laughs> but when it comes to sports reporters, yeah, I'll step up for you, Tom. But Hi, uh, but in five years, Tom, enjoy uh, having a, a a wing of uh, Ken added to that Hall of Fame because uh, they're they're going to do that for you. It looks like so.
1: Probably a whole third story.
0: Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, the guy, the guy. That's Logan in the background, by the way. The guy has hoisted seven Lombardis. That is more than any NFL franchise. Even more than the Patriots. But not
1: more than seven Phoebes.
0: Not more. Well, nobody can lift that cat. She's fat. Uh, Speaking of conference championship uh, weekend. uh, All right. You know the the slogan I've loved the last two years has been trust the science, right? (laughs) Uh, And look. I understand that there are people that are critical of people that get their information from conspiracy YouTube videos, but I've said before that there are some people in the trust the science crowd that don't understand how science actually works. And the reason I bring this up because at the championship game in Los Angeles, out in California, where they have reinforced mask mandates and all that fun stuff, and or you know for. You know they have tighter restrictions, they say, here in Indiana or down Florida or in Texas, right? There was a photo floating around of the mayor of Los Angeles taking a photo with his maskless, with his arm around Irvin Magic Johnson in this big crowded sporting event. Irvin Magic Johnson, of course, for the last 30 years has been living with a little thing called AIDS. You know, and and granted, Magic, I don't mind him being there because he chose to be there. And he's worth, like, what, $600 million?
1: So what you're saying is politicians don't walk on water.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. But but Magic Johnson can afford decent health care, so if something happened, chances are... I mean, considering that he's lived with it for 30 years, he's doing okay. Because it used to be, like, the most you could live with AIDS was, like, 10 years back in the day. But now... Things are a little better with that. It'd be better if they cured the damn thing, but that's that's a story for a later day. But uh, some people actually questioned the mayor of Los Angeles. Why? Well, weren't you concerned about his health? You know what he said? Oh, well, I held my breath.
1: In all these years, I just held my breath. <laughs> like the Joker in Dark Knight Returns. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... I'm chock full of references. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah, that's why I married you, babe. Yeah. Uh,
1: but, I mean, God, I mean... The- Actually, yes. When I said yes, I quoted Romy and Michelle. Yes, you did. Well, yes. Duh.
0: We are We are just immersed in pop culture, aren't we? Yes. Who isn't? But, I mean, for years, it's been like, you know, say, six feet apart from people. Wear the mask. Here he is. He's got his arm around Magic Johnson, and he's holding his breath like that's good enough. And, again, this is a stadium with tens of thousands of people. So
1: you can lick your palm and...
0: Yeah. Everything, yeah.
1: But still hold your breath and be fine.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's, and again, I think after two years of this darn thing and the fact that we do have vaccines available and the fact that uh, like that far right fringe group known as John Hopkins University recently put out a study that said that the shutdowns we did only had like a 0.02% effect on things, slowing down the virus from a couple years ago. Yeah, that, that's why people are pushing back.
1: The only thing I got out from that virus was my son.
0: Right. Well, yeah. Logan, was uh, Logan. you are a corona baby. Congratulations, boy. We love you. Um, but, yeah, people are kind of pushing back on that, and they should. And I think uh, what also people need to start pushing back on is that other phrase I love, and that's canceled culture. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a guy that used to write for uh, the satire site Babylon B. His name is Frank Fleming, and he's kind of right about this. If we were more of a his he's a Christian, so like his thing is is like if we were more of a Christian society, and somebody screwed up and said, "Hey, I apologize, I'm sorry," and we were forgiving, it'd be a lot better, mm. you know. And I'm not saying everybody has to convert to Christianity. I'm just saying if if you were more open to People being genuinely sorry and just like, hey, uh, don't worry, we, we all mis- make mistakes. Things happen. Let's just let's get on with our lives, right? I think things would be better, but we're not a forgiving society. We are a vengeful society. Um, and I got a couple of stories here. Uh, you know that show, The View, right? No, of course not, because you have a job. But basically, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically like you know, four four women sitting around arguing with each other no, because i have done. Bye. <laughs> I just I just imagine you try to have a conversation with your mom on something and you just uh, yep, see.
1: <laughs> no, uh we have discussed our uh debating tactics. Basically, yeah. we reach an impasse and say, "Hey, we're not budging on this issue," and then we move on to something else. So,
0: could you and your mom host a podcast together? Probably not. Probably not.
1: Uh <laughs> She wouldn't know how to work the damn thing.
0: All right. Well, I mean, you. But you would. I. I could show you. You could work it. I could be the producer. I could you work the, it. Yeah. <laughs> but Working basically, girl. um, uh, this this conversation piece came up earlier this week. Uh, I guess down in Tennessee, one of the school districts down there, or some school band. Tennessee mo- has uh, schools. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. I mean, I, how, how else do you learn to play the banjo? You don't do that sitting on a porch anymore.
1: Well, you were born standing up.
0: That's right. Like Steve Martin, yeah, but uh, one school district down there uh, banned uh, Maz, Mouse, oh. uh, Volume One, Two, and basically it was a, uh, it's a comic book, it's a graphic novel, volumes one and two. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's about a guy whose parents were Holocaust survivors, mm-hmm. and it, it, in this I've I've only read Volume One, and it's been a while, a while ago, but basically the the Jews in the in the comic book story are mice, and the Nazis are cats and it's, uh, it, there. there's some other things that are a little more, because you're dealing with, a, it's a personal story that are a little more graphic, and it's, it's in my opinion, that's not something you read prior to 7th or 8th grade, you know? I mean, that's like a junior high, high school thing if you're going to teach it, because it is They're a very... They're
1: not going to teach that.
0: Well, no, but but like a school district down there banned it, and of course it's controversial, um, and they got on the discussion, and Whoopi Goldberg goes, well, that wasn't a racial thing, the Holocaust. That was like white-on-white violence or something. And, of course, that was not well received because, I mean, Hitler said it was racial genocide, basically. I mean, yes, he advocated, and yeah. in, in, in the Jews are a race of people if you read the Bible and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next day, she got on air, and she said, hey, look, I overstepped my boundaries, and I apologized, then they suspended her for two weeks. Well, I mean... I
1: mean it, actions do have consequences.
0: They do. They do, but I mean, like, it, what's the point of saying sorry if you're going to get, like, you know, dinged like that? It's it's weird. And, and, like, look, Whoopi has said a whole bunch of stupid stuff. It's the view for crying out loud. A whole bunch of stupid stuff have, has always been said on there. I think what should have happened is that she should have apologized because, again, it was wrong what she said, but... If you wanted to punish her, don't take her off the show. Make her live with Joy Behar for a week. Because that woman, there is no joy in her life. <laughs> I don't know. Man. It, it,
1: there's always consequences to a choice.
0: There is. There is. But again, that's that's one side. That's, and, it, it,
1: it, it, saying sorry is not a get out of jail free card. No. It really isn't. You either.
0: Well, no. You, know, you
1: learn from it, you grow from it.
0: Right, I and I understand that because like when you say sorry to somebody, you know they have the right to accept or not accept. I just want to know what where the hell she got the idea that uh, it wasn't racial the Holocaust. But I mean, like if somebody says something stupid, I'm I'm more forgiving of that than some of the actions other people have done. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense
1: well actions always start with a thought though
0: they do yeah and that that unfortunately led to the holocaust but uh, but that was one that's one side of of uh i guess you would say cancel culture because again she you know she she apologized but she was taken off the air and i i don't know i don't know to me like if somebody says something offensive and you don't like it you change the channel you move on and, you
1: just don't watch the View to begin with.
0: Uh, don't, yeah, and I've been happy to say I don't watch the View.
1: If you did, I would wonder if you were gay. <sighs> yeah,
0: if if I did, I'd wonder. I would
1: wonder if I was gay.
0: What? <laughs> Hold on. There we go. Sorry, the screen went black for a minute. I thought it was the boy. Hello. All right. So there's one issue there. Now the uh, the ever ever ongoing saga that is Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh apparently the uh the artists uh jumping off Spotify because of his COVID comments. Do a flip. Yeah. Not really working all that well. So now they're digging through his old shows and I guess they found some instances where he dropped the N bomb. That's and, not good. Well, no, I, I don't think he was calling anybody in particular the N bomb. But, like, he was quoting jokes by comedians from the past that have used the N-bomb. Mm. And now, like, artists like India R. remember her? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, she had that one song back in the day that was, um, well, she was she's, she's one of the latest to have her music pulled. But she's saying that basically he has built, like, his podcast off the backs of music artists or something. She's not saying this about other podcasters, and I know she's not a big fan of Joe Rogan. Um, but he's gone on and apologized for for that for saying it. And of course, nobody is accepting his apology. and I, I honestly think that Joe Rogan is not a racist. I honestly think that Joe Rogan because he's a left to center guy. He, he's not like this, you know, Alex Jones type, even though he's had Alex Jones on his show to interview him, right? But this is another instance where, you know, sorry, doesn't cut it and they want him gone. And so the COVID stuff's not working. Now they're working the end bomb thing. And I'm thinking that there's going to be some people that go through his podcast and try to find something that could be conveyed as uh, anti-Semitic or homophobic or sexist or something. They'll just, the, the, it's kind of chipping away because a lot of people just don't like the fact that he's offering different points of view out there.
1: Mm.
0: And... The bet, and, and this seems this might seem a little dramatic to some people, but I mean, this is like the digital equipment uh, uh, equivalent of, oddly enough, banning books. I would
1: say book burning.
0: Or bur- book burning, yeah. It's like, uh, like in this uh, school district down in Tennessee with the whole Niles thing, with uh, volumes one and two kind of going full circle here. Um, I don't think Joe Rogan's a bad dude. I don't agree with everything Joe Rogan says, but as Dave Draven pointed out, and as I pointed out with him last week, it's like you have to have those things out there for people to debate, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I it, it, I would hate, and I, I think I went to school in a golden age before YouTube and before phones had cameras and before Twitter and before Facebook because I'm sure some of the things I said at Ball State, some of the things I did as a college student or in my 20s, could be misconstrued as, hey, this guy's a member of the Klan or something like that. And it's it's even kind of risky for me to be talking about these things in a podcast because somebody could be like, well, you supported Joe Rogan. You obviously want people to die or you don't think Whoopi Goldberg should have been taken off. You hate the Jews or something like that. And it's not that at all. It's just, look, people people who go on air, television, radio, podcasts, whatever... They take a risk every day talking about stuff. You're gonna say you're gonna get things wrong, but again, we're not a very forgiving society, and we're just waiting for somebody to just make that little mistake, and then it's it's kind of like a um, kind of like a cyber um, pitchfork torch thing. So, I rambled a lot there, didn't I? <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I don't really get too high on political.
0: No, well, and uh, you know what? I think that's a strength of yours, actually,
1: to be able to be apathetic.
0: Yes, yes, (laughs) but but again, it goes to like you said, like with the view, you don't watch it because you probably wouldn't like it, you know, and therefore you just live your life, and the view goes on for whatever reason, and you know, a lot of these people bitching about Joe Rogan don't listen to his podcast. They're just looking for something to go after, is what I'm getting at. Um, let's try to wrap things up with something a little more lighthearted. And what's more lighthearted than rock stars arguing? Uh, Nothing. I know. I know. Um, I, this was an in interview that Eddie Vedder was doing. I think I, I don't even know who it was for. But basically, he was talking about how he worked at a nightclub at a bar back in the late 80s. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. And that bouncer was Eddie Vedder. Um, No, he was... uh, I think this was down in Southern California in the late 80s and how he would help uh, rock bands with their gear. And he kind of let it slip that he hated Motley Crue and he hated the song Girls, Girls, Girls. He goes...
1: Is it misogynist?
0: Well, from Eddie's point of view, probably, because, you know, he is...
1: Now, listen, I don't like political views, but I do like socioeconomic views.
0: Okay. But... (laughs) very specific
1: i am specific i know
0: okay but but you know eddie didn't like it he goes at least guns N' roses came along and they had teeth and but but he always kind of looked at motley Crue as a joke band as a lot of us do today and i guess nikki six got <laughs> got wind of it and went on twitter talking about how um eddie vetter's singing technique was like a mouthful of marbles mm, warbling warbling yes yes Right, home, pictures, nap time. I mean, it's like I, I, I do. Po-
1: I do love Pearl Jam,
0: though. Yeah, and I and I poke fun at Eddie Vedder's singing, but he can belt out a decent tune. And Pearl Jam is a much much better band than Motley Crue. Um, speaking of singing, we have all been watching those glorious YouTube videos of Vince Neil going out doing solo shows before the big summer tour coming up of him. Failing to remember lyrics or singing out a key in casinos down in southern Indiana. So my, my advice to Nikki How
1: southern? Like Shelbyville?
0: <laughs> like Lawrenceburg. Like near Cincinnati. Like, yeah, he's on stage and just failing miserably. There there was one show, I think this was out in Iowa or something, where like his voice gave out completely. He was ah, I can't finish the rest of the song. Sorry guys it was like two two or three songs into the friggin show and like they're supposed to go out on this summer tour that's been postponed a couple times because of well uh, you know covid yeah uh but it's like motley Crue, Def Leppard, poison and joan jett and Def Leppard. like up until covid like every summer it seems like those guys are hitting the road and they go hey look we're going to keep doing this until we just decide hey we're we're done uh, but they're in pretty decent fighting shape when they go on the shows, and I think what was it, uh, Phil Collin?
1: Oh, with a name like Def Leppard, how could you lose?
0: Right, Phil, Phil Collin, the guitarist who's been sober for thirty odd years. Unlucky. Phil oh, Collin. in, not Collins. Oh, okay. But I mean, he's he's a vegan. He's uh, kicked he's kicked the sauce. He's into martial arts. He's he works out all the time. He's offered to help Vince Neil get into fighting shape, and Vince Neil keeps drinking gravy. So, I don't know, man. you
1: from the Midwest?
0: <laughs> you might as well be, man. Vince, no, th- he's from Los Angeles. So he's, he's a Southern Cal guy. Eddie Vetter's from Illinois, initially. <laughs>
1: cool.
0: Yeah. So, if anybody was going to drink gravy, you would think it'd be Eddie Vedder. But no, it's Vince Neal. <laughs> so, I mean, of the, of the two guys in Motley Crue, there's only two guys, of the four guys in Motley Crue, there's only two guys in fighting shape, really, and that would be... Nikki Six, Nikki Six, Six seems like he's getting it throated, and Tommy Lee, uh, Mick Mars has been dealing with like a crippling arthritis. Hey, yeah,
1: me
0: too. Uh, for like several years, in fact, on one of their last albums. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was I was on their last album too. On one of his last albums, I think somebody else is playing a lot of the guitar parts, and Vince Neil just sucks. So, in the Motley Crue Pearl Jam argument, I'm sorry, the warbling wins out over. I can't finish the show. to ah, feel good. Ah, Gravy. So, <laughs> you can check that out on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, if you want to. All right, anything else to add? All right, we are done. Until later. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy the rest of your week. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash MDavidsonLive. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at DavidsonLive.